Nice t-shirt, by the way. Love pentagram. Oh, thanks. It's it's actually a pun. It actually says bentogram, and it's a bunch of Look at that. Cypher Dylan and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com. And if you want to subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please go ahead and do so. You can also uh, stream them wherever you may get podcasts from. And if you have a question and want to pinch me something, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Uh, joining us for this week's chapter from uh, all the way from Italy is uh, Ikitan. Am I saying that right? Ikitan. Yes. All right. Thank Ikitan. you. Ikitan. Yeah. Uh, Ikitan. They are made up of uh, Luca, Frick, and Enrico, um, and they just released um, a debut track last year, uh, fittingly named 2020. And uh, they just re- they just uh, did a live release of said release, um, but we'll get to that in a little while. So uh, thank you for thank you for reaching out and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Dylan, and thanks to all the Diary of Doom uh, listeners. We are very glad to you know have reached you. To the other side of the world really and uh, to be here today to talk about our music so what a privilege really so like you know leading up to um your release like what were your earliest experiences with music did you guys come from musical backgrounds or was it something that you got into a little bit later in your life oh well i started to play guitar quite early since i was i think eight uh, years old and well, as a background, I start with uh, classical uh, guitar, uh, playing pop music. Then, uh, as many of us, we move to more uh, rock and <laughs> energetic music, <laughs> starting with uh, first electric guitar and listening some more rock. So I started play when I was uh, twelve, the bass. And also I played um, the guitar. What else? Uh, my my favorite uh, um, genre of uh, music is uh, rock. And uh, when I was uh, twelve, I um, I found uh, Nirvana and uh, uh, the grunge, all the all the the, the scene of the nineties. And uh, it's enough. You fall in love. You fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) So as for me, uh, well, my sister plays classical guitar and also my dad plays a bit, but no like formal education in music. But since very uh, young age, I wanted to play drums. And uh, eventually that happened when I was about 12 years old. 
uh, self-taught, but you know, with uh, when you have passion and you want to do that, you take like a couple of pillows and uh, fans and you start crashing <laughs> around, and that's what happens. So yeah, that's the that's more or less what happened. Is it um, like when you're in in Italy? Is it, it are you encouraged to pick up an instrument or learn something at a young age? It's kind of like. I feel like it can kind of go either way here in the States. It's kind of like people seem to be really, really like really into like band when I was in high school and then kind of keep doing it or they, you know, pick up a guitar or whatever, but it's like not something that I feel like is strictly imposed in the uh, educational systems here. Well, that's, we do have musical education in school, but it's to play the flute. Right, so, right, right. All the wind yeah, instruments. So uh gentle okay. uh, cover band and there's not much use, but <laughs> you, get, you get exposed to you know the theory and from that something can develop but uh other than that yeah most of the rockers i would say that they, they start playing in high school and uh that that's what happens really that's probably what happened to us as well maybe not in high school but you know just a bit before that so it's not it's neither discouraged or encouraged. There is formal musical education, but it's not the best, probably. There is only mm. two hours. Yeah, two hours per <laughs> two week. Hours so, per week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Okay, I was just, I was just curious. Right. Um, our friends, we, when we were a child, so almost twenty years ago, it was really common to play, yeah. uh, to to dream to play something. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, nowadays, it's uh, a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the development of like rock and roll in in Italy, I mean, Italy has some like pretty fucking rad bands that have like come out of it. Like the one, like one that always pops to my mind is Goblin because they did all the horror movie soundtracks and you know, like the you know all the synths and whatnot. But you know, it's it's not like they were the only ones. Um, and I always felt like there was like kind of a there was always a, something unique about the Italian um, take on, on rock and roll. I, I feel like prog rock was like a, a big, was a big thing, but there's also like a ton of metal. I mean, like Lacuna Coils, a pretty big band, probably like one of the biggest bands to come out of, of Italy. Like did that, did that stuff like influence you at all? Like growing up, like finding out about the, the, more, the, the local, I guess they're local in the sense of it being on like a country level. Uh, definitely, because uh, well, when prog rock exploded in Italy as well, of course it was not called prog rock back then. It was pop music, and mm. every band was playing in the seventies. Yeah, in the seventies, some type of even one album of the most famous pop band was prog, at least one album because it was fashionable at the time. Uh, but also there were so many bands, and I think I can say safely that the Italian prog rock in the 70s was second in terms of quantity and quality only to the English one. So it was completely outstanding. So this is to say that all of our parents had some prog rock albums without knowing that because it was very fashionable and uh, it was all over the place. And of course, this led to a lot of bands, you know, start to play prog rock and even releasing maybe in the 80s when prog rock became a bit less fashionable like more regular uh pop records uh so definitely it has had an influence and all of us have seen that Dario Argento movies were goblin mm -hmm. um soundtrack uh back in the day and of course we were uh, scared 
like shit because those were <laughs> really scary movies and that kind of musical background was perfect and goblin is just one of them they are still very active and to watch them live is amazing uh with regards to metal uh, now uh italy has like a firm place in the metal scene all over the world but back in the 80s it was not like that it took many years for italian bands to be recognized uh now yeah thanks to bands like lacuna coil rhapsody when they were mm -hmm. huge back then uh i can name a lot we had in the city where we are genova we have at least one band which is very famous which is necrodeath and even uh phil anselmo was quoting Necrodeath as being the real black metal band before black metal existed. So there is some kind of legacy going on, uh, whether it's famous or not, or, you know, worldwide known. It, it takes time, but uh, thanks to the internet, now everyone can, you know, uh, listen to everything. It was different back then. Uh, we had only cassettes and uh, CDs were hard to find, etc. But lots going on, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the internet has been nothing but a boon, especially to this genre. The other um, band that I forgot, but now just remembered was is uh, Black Rainbows. They're like, uh, they're sort of like the Italian answer to like, you know, Fu Manchu and those, that sort of bands. But I like them a lot. They're really good. Do you, do you have like specific albums that you would credit for changing your direction towards like heavier music? But even, some, even though like you said that, Italian prog rock is just sort of like in the blood of of musically, you know, inclined people. Well, if I can say, I didn't start with prog, mm -hmm. um, really into that kind of music. The first CDs of uh, ACDC, mm -hmm. of course, changed my mind. So I bought like an, an SG uh, style guitar. So <laughs> that uh, for sure changed my mind. Back in black. <laughs> Always good. Anyone else have a, like a, a, a pivotal album for them? Uh, no, um, because um, a friend of mine gave me a playlist, a compilation of oh, okay. any kind of ACDC album. So, uh... Mm -hmm. uh, well, for me, I mean, many albums, but the one triggering me towards what we are playing now with Ikitan is probably Lateralus by Tool. Mm -hmm. uh, so when it came out, it's now, fuck yeah, it's 20 years ago. Uh, so... Yeah, that changed a lot. We were in the tool when I was in high school. It's pretty wild to think that like that album is 20 years old now. It's crazy. Cricket. And so, for me, it was uh, White Pony of Deftones. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, the, the voice, uh, all of uh, all of the album uh, is crazy for me, and uh, open my eyes of. Uh, for the for the music for the 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 perspective that they could put on music yeah yeah for 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 all for all for all, all the oh time. yeah i'm falling in love with, with this album yeah I, I they're great i i saw them a few years ago and it was like i wasn't i really wasn't prepared for how like energetic they were we saw them live in yeah. uh, milan, in milan. Uh, four years ago yeah they, they're good they kick ass um so can you tell me how the band came together and what you were all doing before that? Yes. So Fricket and I, we started playing together in, uh, in high school and we played a kind of pop rock uh, uh, with a girl singing. Mm -hmm. so 
always a guitar, bass, and drum, and uh, this singer. And from that point, we we keep we kept uh, play together since today <laughs> and since tomorrow. And, <laughs> uh, and so um, from high to lows, we lose some drummers, uh, lose the singer. So we kept uh, uh, play instrumental music, and we ended up uh, with playing kind of long uh, instrumental uh, desert uh, uh, that kind of that kind of psychedelic uh, influences mm -hmm. and then we met uh, Enrico and uh, giving his little part of prog <laughs> and so we put together the band with this uh, as we call uh, we say we play what we like so we start uh, jamming in rehearsals rehearsals and uh, what goes out uh, it's cool for us <laughs> when you when you approach your music because it's very jammy do you like just jam for a long time and then just kind of figure out like what works what doesn't work and then take what works and kind of put something together from that like is that how the yeah. 2020 recording came together from the first day we met we we just uh, uh write okay are you here tomorrow yes we entered in a rehearsal room and we jam and some parts of what you hear in 2020 comes from the very first time we met together and from that day we always record everything we play after all we listen and check it out and choose and try and put together parts so yeah everything comes from a jam session then of course we put together the pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then we relearn to play what we did. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we can't make it too complex, you know? Yeah, exactly. One thing is to record what you play in the studio, but then the cool part is to listen to it again, because you, you know, otherwise there's no sense, right? There's no point. So that, that's what we're doing, as Lucas said. So, like I mentioned earlier, like you basically have kicked off your career as a band with a very non-conventional approach. It's a single, very long song, um, which is not unheard of in this genre of music, but it's not following like one drop D riff. You know, it's very psychedelic, it's very proggy. So can you, you know, you mentioned some of your influences before, but like, you know, when you were working on this, like, were you trying to channel anybody specific like for me you know you hear the obvious like yawning man russian circles tool pelican influence but like you know i think you can hear stuff as far back as like yes or Ozark tentacles maybe even like early dream theater to some degree not as like hyper fast obviously as that band well thanks for the i mean it's uh, these are very nice comparisons and we are always you know grateful when this happens so thanks for that uh well the idea started as as we said before we started jamming and then this whole song uh came together initially it was three uh songs and then at one point we thought okay we wanted to present this in a live setting saying okay this is how we do it that's our journey follow us join us for the journey then we couldn't play because of what happened of course and we said, look, actually, we can make this a bit special and uh, make it like a long track lasting. Oh, wait, it's about 20 minutes. 
oh wait, it can be 2020, and then it's the year 2020, and then we found out could actually <laughs> release the album on the 20th of November of 2020. So you know, there was all this stuff going on which we didn't think about. So uh, we get asked why this 2020 thing. Well, actually, it's one thing <coughs> clicking after the other. Mm-hmm. It was not intended to be, you know, so weird from the get go. Uh, it just happened to be this way, and we said, "Fuck it, let's go," you know, uh, all the way and uh, follow this approach. And uh, we think it worked because at least, you know, it's something that's kind of you can remember, uh, even if maybe you don't like it, it's fine. But it's like, okay, does these guys doing the debut album with this whole 2020? We don't call it sweet because that's not like you know, the proper sweet elements probably, although the songs are linked and that's how it uh, came to life, really. Yeah, it's it's not like a classic progressive rock song that's like part one, you know, beginning yeah. and then they have like a different section and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's like, uh, like you said, it's a structured jam, so to speak. Yeah, because of course we also were asked, so did you record this as a jam session? Of course not. It's the three of us. There's yeah. you know there's so many layers. It's not possible unless you are I don't know some you know uh, real band. <laughs> Let's put it this way. And a few guitarists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need so many more people to do that. So of course it has that jam session feeling because when we very recently actually found out that some of the riffs the riffs came from the first time we met, we said so it you know there was something special in the air. Uh, and we tried to keep that spirit, but of course there were a lot of okay. Let's make this part a bit shorter. Let's improve this. Let's. Of course, it's not a jam session, but it comes from that. And uh, if you all can, you or whoever is listening to it, if you can still feel it, that's what we wanted. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, I think it's like great to put on. Like, it would be good just to like you, you got to do like a twenty minute jog. You got to go just a twenty minute walk around the park. I mean, it'd be great to put on and go walk around the park over here, or you know, you're doing something around the house. Like, it's just uh, it's it's good music to like zone out to, but also to like get focused. Like, weirdly enough, awesome. Well, it's a soundtrack for you know whatever. Whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, you're talking about, like, all the layering stuff because you do employ, like, a lot of effects and, like, some synths. Like, the song starts out with, you know, a very, like, sort of goblin-esque, like, uh, keyboard intro. And, like, I love that shit. (laughs) Yeah. If I can say more technically, I've always uh, uh, liked to put some other instruments, like synths or... uh, something like that, just to uh, give more ambience uh, and it fits, I I think, fine in the intro of the song. Mm. And of course, uh, playing it live, I I played that part with guitar, but uh, uh, we had the chance to work uh, a lot uh, in the um, uh, post-production, even because it was Lockdown. <laughs> no, it was in the lockdown, so uh, it was plenty of time to <clears throat> make tests, uh, playing, and enjoy that music, that part of post-production. So, mm-hmm. um, actually, we uh, rearranged some parts, but we enjoyed a lot that part of creativity in the mm-hmm. 
realization of the AP. So that's why you can hear synths or effects or uh, some fully recording. I, I'd like to focus on the fact uh, that uh, we uh, we don't have to respect any kind of, of genre. So we don't have to fit in three minutes mm -hmm. and 30 seconds or uh, we need a voice uh, to say something special or I don't know, we play and we do what we like. Right, I thought you were saying that you like to fuck around with it. <laughs> Which basically is what you're saying. In a way, yeah. <laughs> in regards to like the artwork of it, which is like what I was kind of laughing about was like the most eye-catching part of it to me is not the giant man coming out of the earth, but there's this very small dog flying through the air like a meteorite. So like, it's just, it's kind of funny to see against something that's like supposed to be kind of striking. So like, can you talk about the artwork and, and the artist? Uh, his name is Luca Marcenaro. Yes, Luca, thanks for doing the artwork. We get asked a lot about it because of course it's it's stunning. And we, it's it, like out of our imagination, we gave him of course some kind of idea of uh, uh, what to do, but then he surpassed our imagination and, and dreams really. So the idea for the, um, the artwork is to have Ethan, which is supposed to be the god of the sound of the stones coming out of the earth. And uh, of course, playing this stonerish genre, uh, the mountain and the desert uh, landscape was very important. One thing we haven't said enough is that the inspiration also came from the episode of The Simpsons, where Homer sees the spirit guide. I oh, yes. Where yeah, with, John, and, with Johnny Cash. Yes. So there is the <laughs> and the sun crashes, and so we gave him that kind of uh, reference. Okay. For the, so it had to have that cartoonish feel, and also a bit of you know psychedelic because Homer was hallucinating. So that mm -hmm. that's why. So that was like the this is the reference, and then we had the Ikitan uh, god coming out of the earth. And very randomly, like all the 2020 things happened, you know, there's a lot of things that seem to have sense in they just happen, I can say, by chance. And then we like them because they actually have a meaning after all. Is this Horatio dog, the dog you were talking about, which is somehow, well, it's my mascot for sure, because it's the uh, dog of the people that live above my flat. <laughs> it just makes weird noises that you can also hear in the CD. Oh, wow. Yeah, at some point, we won't tell you where, <laughs> but we encourage you to find the little Horatio um, steps. <laughs> yes, walking around. No, that's uh, funny. I like that. Yes, and at some point, the idea was just, look, let's make him like he's a shooting star and going towards the god. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, and there's none of us saying, no, that's a shit idea. Is, <laughs> yes, let's put more. <laughs> and, after I liked that, it. and after that, you have the cactus, you have the little tower, which is local uh, monument of where I'm from, which is Sardinia. So we had to, you know, add the little things. Also, you don't have the Dichibak probably, but behind there's the hand from the desert in Chile. How is it called? Actama. Actama hand. Can I show you? Oh, no. no, because it's in the podcast. Ah, okay. I will send you later. So we'll share this with you. But just to say, there's a lot of, you know, details in the cover. More 
or you know more or less big but they they all kind of make sense in our universe and uh talking about luca who is a great guy we used to play together uh, a few years ago and he's a visual artist he's done a lot of very cool covers for concerts uh so gig posters and uh, album covers he did one for our friends uh, varego it's a local band from uh, liguria where we are uh, we'll talk about it later and he's just a cool dude so we gave him the um, kind of the idea of what we wanted to achieve and uh, he smashed it I, i'd say so i i think it's really fun and uh i i that's a good way to incorporate like a lot of fun little easter eggs and it's cool because you have the freedom of being uh, at the moment instrumental so there's no like you're not like locked into a specific idea or concept you know it's kind of like yeah just make it work yeah yeah also talking about this what we found interesting is that a lot of people found uh, well those who you know took the time to listen to us they said okay this uh, song has three parts some others said there's seven parts some others said this is like all the um, how the covid started and because it was basically recorded and played during the the first wave of the covid mm -hmm. uh, first part is when the people don't realize the second is when people uh, you know get mm -hmm. and everyone because we don't have lyrics so everyone is kind of you know seeing what they want to see into that and for us it's it's amazing because we get so many insights and we said shit we never thought about it you know so it's like well cool people see that fine uh, we like it everyone has their you know view on this and probably not having uh, words uh, helps it's definitely just like a, a thing that you can let people work out it's kind of like if that works for you works for us exactly free interpretation Absolutely. yes yeah yeah free flow of everything now you managed to do something pretty cool with uh presenting this um because you know it might not be the easiest sell for everybody but you uh did a live uh show of it and you played on top of an abandoned military fort um, called Fort, forgive me if I'm butchering this, uh, Fort Garemia. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but yeah, very, very akin to like the, you know, generator party that, you know, used to go down in the U.S. desert, but this is a, like a mountain party, so to speak, and uh, really just provides such an excellent backdrop for the music because, you know, I've never been, you know, would like, would love to go, but I mean, you know, I've seen pictures of it, just like the landscape of Italy is gorgeous with the mountains and, and everything like just, and, uh, and presumably was pretty cold that day too. <laughs> it was. Well, actually you, you nailed the reference uh, with the uh, Yawning Man. Mm -hmm. So that kind of culture of generator party, uh, of course we, we took something, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the idea of the video started, we said, uh, let's make a video playing live in the studio. Then we move, uh, okay, why not play outside in the woods or somewhere? And the, the idea get, got bigger and bigger. <laughs> so uh, we met our friends uh, from uh, Squeezy Film, the video maker of the, uh, the video. And they suggest us that location that absolutely sits, sits perfectly uh, for us. And it has been a cool day in 
every senses. <laughs> it was winter actually, and quite hard to bring instruments there and set yeah. the recording. But uh, yeah, it, it has been a very nice experience and came out exactly what we wanted. Giving a glance to um, young men, uh, young men uh, live at the Giant Rock, that kind of uh, situation. Yeah, we like it. So yeah, we can say it was officially the first gig we did. We ever did. <laughs> we never had the chance to, you know, do a proper concert due to COVID. It kind of speaks of the times where we are, right? So. Uh, isolation in a way we are there on our own plane in this beautiful landscape but we think it's uh, you know in all these weird things that we do that kind of link to each other one after the other it makes sense yeah and we are very happy we did it because uh, it's uh, again who would do that in a way right so you go there there's nothing in the fort apart from electricity and you just plug the stuff carry everything there to play in front of no one and uh, the video is actually like the real live footage there's of course is that are some edits in the video but the music is what we played and we wanted it to be that way even with you know mistakes and uh, everything because like if it's a concert so we didn't want it to be like a video clip uh, perfectly edited uh, sound wise you can hear some you know some parts which are not uh, perfect and that that's what you would have in a concert right so we right. wanted to that same experience of if there's people standing there that's what they're gonna hear and uh, we put 200 uh, percent into it and uh, hopefully it shows and uh, uh, that's another you know bit of uh, what we want to build yeah this to all the huge desert scene and yawning man which uh, blew our mind when we saw it so we had we said yeah let's do something like that instead of you know the usual video from the studio that right all the time yeah i mean it's and you know it's an it's an opportunity to just like yeah to switch it up and like you know i didn't hear any mistakes so fucking it sounds good to me <laughs> um and like really cool guitar too like it's like is that thing like embossed it's just really neat looking it's got, like, it's got like the pattern on it with it. Um, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, it's a particular guitar and it's handmade from uh, a person I met uh, working on a cruise ship. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, he's from uh, Bali in the mm -hmm. Philippines, Indonesia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he handcrafted uh, guitars. So uh, I asked him some uh, specifics of pickups, uh, neck, body, body shape, and he put in the in the body some um, uh, reference to his culture. There's a warrior typical from Bali, some uh, nature, or there's a wave from the sea, mm -hmm. yeah, ebony wood, so it's easy to manage with this kind of handcraft. That's very rad. That's really cool. You know, you're talking about generator parties. Like, I know that Duna Jam is like a big deal in Italy, and like, I think it's such a neat. I, you guys seem like you would be perfect for that. You gotta get on that. <laughs> well, yeah, we hope so. <laughs> Maybe we in the future, because as yeah, uh, we formed two years ago. 
so yeah, that's time for that. Um, it's actually from, I think they're doing it in Sardinia where I'm from. So hopefully we can, you know, manage to do something. I know that the um, landscape is amazing. All the videos we've seen from that is like the dream for, you know, every stoner rock psych band uh, in the world. So fingers crossed, we can get there. I hope you do. I, I, I mean, I would love to go too one day. I think that would just be like, it just looks so fucking cool. It does. <laughs> uh, for anybody that doesn't know what Duda Jam is, do yourself a favor and just look up uh, some videos from it. But basically, it's a like a, it's a it's a rock fest based out of Sardinia, Italy. And uh, what they do is they just are very stealthy about the details. They kind of I'm assuming they just kind of say like, hey, go here and that's, you know, you're going to have like 150, 200 people on the beach and it could be a band from America. It could be a band from elsewhere in Europe. Like, and it's mostly like psych and stoner rock and doom metal and, and shit like that. But it's just, it's such a neat idea. I, I really like it. Yeah. When I was living there. I didn't even know about it. That's the sad part for, for my life. <laughs> but now, you know, <laughs> be part of this scene and say, oh shit. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, right. So have you been, uh, what else have you been uh, listening to lately? So uh, we were talking about the prog scene before. There's a lot of prog in general as well, but also, you know, other, let's call it uh, other types of rock. There's a very vibrant uh, stoner scene as well. So we like to mention definitely our, our friends Isaac from Genoa as well. I think they are working on their third or fourth album. Another band called Varego. I was talking about them before because uh, Luca Marcenaro, our cover mm -hmm. painter, also is doing their cover. He also, sorry, that just did their cover of their album. So it's a cool toner sludge proggy band. Temple of Deimos. Temple of Deimos, definitely coming back with a new album after uh, many years. Probably something's going on with us as well. We might do a gig together soon. Fingers crossed, because that would be the first one. <laughs> really excited about it. And, uh, well, for the international bands, I've been digging a lot. The Holy, Gi Holy Giants. Uh, I think they're from Ripple Music and just really cool music as well. So there's lots going on in the underground. It's probably difficult now to, you know, pin one or two bands. Another sh big shout out to our friends at Grandma Pedetta. Uh, we are working together to, you know, grow uh, basically our fan base a bit uh, and uh, hopefully do some concerts. They are a stoner band uh, based in London. They are good friends and uh, the next album is going to be amazing. I <laughs> had the chance to listen to it uh, as a preview. So check them out. Grama Vedetta, Varego, Holy Giants, Isaac and uh, Temple of Dimos. Okay, we'll do. Well, um, I don't have too many other questions. Uh, so um, you got anything in the works? And if you want to plug, promote anything, now's your time. So we're working on the first album, our first album. The first one was an EP. Then we did an EP with the live song of the EP. So <laughs> we hope to promote it very soon. But in the meantime, we have about five, six songs ready for the next album. So we hope to, you know, uh, be able to do some more soon and uh, start recording it. In the meantime, check out Live at Forte Jeremia. So if you liked 2020, if you know 2020, that's going to be 2020 played live. 
it's both a video and a song and uh well thanks a lot for your time and consideration oh yeah no problem thank you for coming on um yeah you can find these guys get all that shit over at their band camp visit their website and then there you can find them pretty easily um all over the web from there so yeah. uh and, uh, youtube and yep, yep. <laughs> we are everywhere <laughs> So um, again, yeah, this is uh, this is Ikitan, and thank you for coming on again, guys. Um, stay safe over there, and uh, you know, hopefully, get to see you doing your live show, whether I'm, whether I'm still here or you know, if I ever get out to Juno Jam, I mean, hopefully you're there. So see you there. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Thank you.
I started with that. Siri got Italian Siri. Yes. Does she have a different name over there? Siri, Siri, same. Just the same. Yeah. Stop saying Siri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alexa. 